Um, over the past couple of weeks, I've noticed a bit of a trend in the talks. Um, I know that we don't conspire with each other to talk about what's going to happen, what we're talking about. We've had a couple of talks on the choices that we make, and uh, last uh, Sunday it was on the living water, on, well, on water. So I thought I'd talk about food today. And I suppose we will start off in, in Psalm 25. And you'll have to have patience with me because I'm using the old method. The Bible, I'm actually using a paper version here. Okay, just in verse 5, Psalm 23, verse 5. And it says, Thou prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. Now, the one thing that you've got to notice here is it's not anything that I've done. It's not anything that we've done. It's not anything a man has done. What it is, is God, you've prepared a table for me. Not whoever. God, you've anointed my head. God, you make my cap run over. And when I started looking at this, the table that's prepared and the what was supplied, how you've got, you know, in, in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of the things that are happening around about us in the world, you're going to look after us. You've provided this feast for us and you've held back nothing. When you sit down at the table of God and you are sitting there and you're feasting of the thing that God has for you, he does not give you... When, when our kids were younger, a bit of an image thing here. We used to watch this thing about Mickey Mouse and the beanstalk. And they were in Happy Valley. And, they used, and, and all they had was like, literally, what they, what they did is they sliced the bread that thin, you could see through it. And they sliced the bean that when you held the bread up like this, you could see a bump. God doesn't do that. When you're sitting at God's table, God goes, here, here's a feast, partake of it. The thing is, though, and it's something we have to remember, is that when we're sitting at the feast of God, when we're sitting at the table of God, we need to reach out and grab what's there. We have to reach out for the plate that's in front of us. It's pointless being at the feasting table of God and sitting there on the chair with your hands behind your back. Because you're not going to get much in your mouth. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. But in reality, we're talking about there's two types of food we can partake of, isn't there? There's the food that the world will offer up. Whether it's a... a I, I call it the rah-rah diet. In Christendom, there's the rah-rah diet, which is all fairy floss. It's all... all, all Ooey gooey. Yeah. I love the English languages. Go with it. Then you've got the, 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 the other side of it where they really don't care about God at all and they've prepared a table and it's all to do with the flesh and the things of the flesh. And then you've got the table 
the spiritual table that God has prepared. There's a big difference, isn't there? To what man expects, what man does, and what man provides to what God does. I mean, Jesus Christ himself said it. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 17. So Matthew chapter 15 and verse 17, it says here, Don't you understand that whatsoever enters into uh, the mouth goes out by the belly, cast out by the draft? Don't you understand that whatever man gives you will come to nothing? Whatever man provides you is not going to satisfy. It may make you feel good for a minute, It's a bit like, you know, you order takeaway and you sit there and you go, wow, look at this feast. You know, you have your takeaway and then 10 minutes later you go, well, what's next? So we're talking about you can feed the flesh or you can feed the spirit. The funny thing is, mankind, we spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of energy concerned with the flesh. We do. Houses, cars, clothes, job, education, making money, how we look, relationships. <sighs> Just feeding the flesh. And that's talking, we're talking about mankind in general, where they do not care about the table of God. They don't. And the worry we have in this world today is being deceived. We, you, me, us, being deceived. Getting caught up in the situations where we end up going uh, I won't go to the meeting tonight because I won't go to the meeting today because I don't I don't I'm not going to pray because I've got this on I've got that on and you get so caught up at feasting at the table of man that all of a sudden you forget about the table of God and then things start to fall apart and then you turn around and say well why why isn't my life so blessed anymore I remember a brother, he turned around and he said, um, I've got to try and remember now. He goes, you know, when I don't pray and when I don't do what God wants me to do, things don't seem to go wrong. Or things always seem to go wrong. And the reply to the brother was, no, it's just that things don't go right. So we make sure that we don't get caught up with it. Don't get caught up with it. It's so important to do this, that and the other. And I suppose one of the reasons why I talk about this is because I have to stop myself. I mean, I work for myself. Most of you guys know that. And my wife knows that if given an opportunity, I'd probably work probably 15, 16 hours a day, every day. And then there's a reality check. One of the good things about COVID 
is God has actually forced me to stop and take a rain check, not take a rain check, take a check of what's happening, of my life, of our lives. What is important? And we were at a very bad stage there in when this first started, where we were probably in a position where we could have lost everything. And the simple answer was, it's only stuff, but it's God who blesses. It's God who does the impossible. It's God who looks after us. It's God who directs us. It's God who supports us. So where are you going to feast today? Are you going to feast at the table of mankind where there's worry, where there is stress, where there is all the horrible things? Or are you going to feast at the table of God where he's got support, where he has strength, where he has power, where he has mercy, where he has grace, where he has peace, where he has comfort? Big difference. So where am I going to feast today? Where are you going to feast today? Where are you going to feast tomorrow? Where are you going to feast next week? Where are you going to feast next month? At the table of man that says strive, work, really push on, get in there, tread over people, greed is good, all of that stuff. Or are you going to sit at the table of God where he turns around and says, I will provide your need. Where are you going to sit? I'm getting sidetracked. The other day I was reading, you know, about Solomon and he simply said, you know, you came in with nothing. You're going to leave with exactly the same. Nothing. So what's important? Making sure that you've got what the world sees as important or what God sees as important. The line I've used before says, He who dies with the most toys still dies. Can you imagine standing before God and you say, Lord God, yes, I now know you're real, but I have lots of toys. I have lots of toys here, God. And God going, well, they're all mine anyway, so what can you give me? And yet I supply to you my son. I supplied my sons for you. What did you do with it? We know in Luke 12, verse 23, the words of Jesus Christ, he said, life is more than meat and the body more than raiment. The only meat that is worth having and the only raiment that is worth wearing is the one that God gives you. The one that God gives us. The meat of his word. The bread. We're going to go through communion. And we're going to eat. This is my body which is broken for you. You know the raiment. How we are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Good? Okay. So that's what we need to be in. I suppose the thing we need to know is the choices and perspective. Where do we choose to be and the perspective we put things in? In John, 20, in John 6, verse 27, again, the words 
of Jesus Christ. Actually, I missed the scripture. John 4. Sorry, brother. 31 to 34. Oops, I'm, I'm in the wrong chapter, so I'm going, that doesn't make sense. John 4.31 In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. This is the story of the woman at the well. He was talking to her. And he said, and they said to him, oh, they prayed him. The mystery of prayer, talking, talking to Jesus Christ, talking to God. Pray in the spirit and in the understanding. So they prayed him, saying, Master, eat. And he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said his disciples one to another, has anyone given him a sandwich or something? Has anyone given him something to eat? Has anyone done this for him? And Jesus said to them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. They started looking at it in a natural way. And they said, who has given him, has anyone given him natural food? Has he been eating, you know, has he had a sandwich? Has, has someone given him a, a, a whatever? I don't know what they would have eaten at that point in time, falafels or flatbreads or whatever. Someone given him something to eat. And they looked at it totally naturally. And Christ was saying, well, there's more important things than what I eat naturally. And that is to do the will of my Father. Because you know what? The Word of God again turns around and says, Our life is but a vapor, a vapor of smoke. You're here for three score and ten years. You're here for maybe 80 years, whatever it is you're here. But when you look at eternity, it is such a short time. And he says, and Christ was saying, Get your priorities right. Get your priority right. Eat at my table. Because you eat at my table, Christ's table. You eat at Christ's table. You eat at God's table. You have eternal life. But if you're going to eat at the, the, the fairy, floss diet, fairy, floss, fairy floss diet, if you're going to eat at the table of man, you know what's going to happen? You're going to end up with diabetes. You're going to end up with, with obesity. You're going to end up with all these things that are going to cause you problems and you're going to end up in a pickle and you're going to wonder why when you should have been eating at my table. Man's table will bring you death and sickness. My table is going to bring you life. So in John chapter 6, in verse 27, again, words of Jesus Christ. Labour not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. 
He's talking about how he's been sealed. We're talking about receiving of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about going through the waters of baptism. We're talking about doing what God wants to, us to do. Labour at the meat that isn't going to perish. I want you to work at your salvation. That's what I want you to do. Like I just said, don't sit there at the table of God, sitting on your hands going, what next? Grab your hands, get your hands busy, get in there, grab that turkey leg, grab that lamb shank, I don't know, whatever's on there, go and go for it. Labour at the meat which is not going to perish. Question. Uh, it's only a question that you can answer for yourself. Are you hungry for the things of God? I can't ask that, answer that question for you. I can only answer it for myself. Because if you are hungry, eat. There's no need to, for calorie control when you're entering into the things of God. All right? If you eat of the at the table of God, you are not going to end up with high cholesterol. If you eat at the table of God, you're not going to end up with diabetes. That's not going to happen. So eat. Then we can look at the Beatitudes. The meek, the humble, our brother talked about it. How, how all these people you know, inherit the earth, the, the, the sons of God. Look at that. But he said, work at it. You need to work at it. Labour for the meat that is not going to perish. When you start looking at that, I, I start going, okay, well... Oh. <laughs> Again, entering into you know, having a bit of a read of the Word of God, I look at revelations and the church ages and when you look at where we are in the timeline you can look at Daniel I don't want to go into the prophecies of Daniel with his the toes or the feet we're down we're down the bottom of the statue we can talk about it later down on the bottom of the statue we're ready for that rock that stone come down destroy the temple we're the, the, the statue we are there we're down the bottom we're not at the top we're at, we're at the timeline. We're getting close. We're in the last church age. We're not in the first church age. We're in the last church age of Revelation. And I really love the word that the lazy ones. We live in the last church age of the Laodiceans or the lazy ones. Well, let's have a look at it. Revelation chapter 3. <clears throat> In Revelation chapter 3. Here we go. Our church age, the last church age. And unto the angel of the church of the lazy ones. There's no water. Oh well. Write these things, saith the Amen. The faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Of course, he's talking about Christ. He's talking about the Godhead. He's talking about that. That's what's there. He says, so then, uh, um, I know your works. I know the works of this last church age. Look at it. 
You are neither hot or cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot, but because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spew you out of your mouth, out of my mouth. That is an image that I really don't want to go there. So what happens to food that doesn't taste nice? What do you do with it? Generally, you spit it out. Oh, oh thank you very much. So when the food doesn't taste nice, you go, and get rid of it. Bit of an image, isn't there? I don't like what I'm tasting here. Out you go. In verse 70, because you say, I am rich, I'm increased with goods, I have need of nothing. And what a church age we live in, where you can sit at the table of man and get basically whatever you want. But you don't realise that that table that gives you the riches and gives you man-made glory or man-made fame or whatever it is, you're still naked. What does it say? It says, Don't you know that thou art naked? Wretched. Thou art wretched, miserable and poor and blind and naked. Because you're eating at the wrong table, guys. I'm talking about mankind here. You're eating at the wrong table. So what? Two billion people know your name. God's going to go, well, I don't know you. What's more important, to be known of two million people or to be known of God? Which is more important? Oh, I've got whatever. And God goes, well, you don't have anything, mate. You die, you come into the world with nothing. And when you die, you take nothing with you. So you've got nothing. Let's not eat at the table of man. We, I mean, I, look, <laughs> I'm not saying that we all quit our jobs tomorrow. I'm not saying that. I'm saying let's put things into perspective. Let's put things into perspective. That's what I'm saying. So these guys are saying, oh, my tummy's full, I'm good, I'm fine, I need nothing. The funny thing is, a lot of uh, revolutions have happened because people are hungry. So what do we do? How do we start to eat this meat? How do we start to get into it? One of the first things is, is, I mean, again, the word of God tells us what we need to do. And the first thing is, do my will. Luke chapter 11, verse 2 and 3, part of the Lord's Prayer. He says, um, when you pray, our Father, which is heart in heaven, I know you are God. I know you're God. I know you're holy. I know you are the King of Kings. And it talks about your kingdom come. I know that it's happening. I may not know when. I don't know exact times and dates. But your kingdom is going to come. So where am I wanting to be found? So when this day happens, where do I want to be found? With my nose stuck in the trough, the pig trough of mankind, or sitting there at the table of God? 
Where do you want to be found? Because his kingdom is coming. And then it says, thy will be done. Lord, what is your will for my life? What do you want me to do? I know what I want to do. Put my feet up, take it easy, sit there in the banana lounge drinking milk smoothies. That's not what Pastor Mike says, isn't it? He says, no, sitting back drinking banana smoothies. Well, whatever. You know what I mean. We can sit back and take our little leisure. little folding of the hands, a little sleep, a little slumber. And what does the word of God say? It says, consider the ant. So, what do we do? Thy kingdom, thy will be done. And it says, and give us this day our daily bread. And God, you give me what I need to eat. You do that. You supply for me, Lord. Because if I was to choose the diet, my diet, I like cheese and onion chips. I like Coca-Cola. I like caramello chocolate. Could you imagine what kind of diet that would be? I would not live very long. But God says, this is a diet I have for you. I want you to humble yourself before me. I want you to walk before me. I want you to, to love you. We'll talk about those things in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. But he says, I've got a diet for you. I will give you the food that you need that you will live forever. Of course, you know, if, if you're new, if you're hearing on, on Zoom or, or whatever, then thy will be done means you need to get baptised. That repentance to say, yeah, God, your will be done. Yes, Lord, I want your will in my life. Then there's going through the waters of baptism, full immersion. None of this baby sprinkling, none of this, uh, 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 um, oh, oh, yeah, give your heart to Jesus rubbish. But do what God has asked you to do. And then, of course, receiving of the Holy Spirit, which both our brother and sister mentioned about. And how do you know? You'll speak in tongues. That's a sign of it. And then, of course, to walk in the Spirit. So, to do His will. What would you have us do? Micah 6, verse 8, Old Testament. He has showed me a man what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Here you go. So what do you want me to do, Lord? First off, my thy will be done. Secondly, here you go. What do you want me to do? Oh, what do you want me to do? Require of thee. But to do justly. Not justly is in accordance to the, the table of God of man. Not in, according to their right, own righteousness or their self-centeredness, but justly in accordance to the word of God. Again, to love mercy. Not the way man will show mercy, but the way God would show mercy. And to walk humbly with your God. I don't know it all, Lord. I, I really don't. But I know that as I look to you, you will direct my paths. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord.
So you want to know what you need to do? He showed you a man what is good and his name was Jesus Christ. So look at him as our example. He said, feed my flock. John 21 verse 15. Simon, you love me. Feed my lambs. To love one another. A new commandment I give unto you. Love one another as I have loved you. We're told to enter into his word. 1 Peter 2. Therefore laying aside all malice, all guile, all hypocrisies and envies, all evil speakings. It says as newborn babes desire the milk of the word. Again, milk goes into the mouth. That you may grow thereby. Taste and see that the Lord is gracious. So you can see there's a big difference between eating at the table of man and eating at the table of God. We're going to have a look at two testimonies here. Of two men whose outlooks were completely different. One of them had a spiritual way of looking at it. The other one did not. And it's both to do with food. Genesis chapter 25, 29. This is about Jacob and Esau. Esau was the one who had the birthright. Here you go, you've got it, Esau. This is yours. Not a problem. The blessings, it's all yours. You've got it. You've got the lot. And in verse 29, Jacob sawed pottage. Basically, he just stood there and he boiled up some veggies. Probably the best way of putting it. Esau came from the field and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me. I pray thee that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, well, sell me this day your birthright. And Esau said, behold, I am point to die. What profit shall this birthright be me? So here you have this man Esau, who had all of this going to be given to him. Please, your homework, read it. Read what was there for him. And instead of eating at the table of God and go, God will supply my need. God's going to look after me because I am, I'm, I'm going to inherit all of this. So he's going to look after me. Oh, I'm hungry. My belly's hungry. I know. Look, I'll just give away everything so I can have a bowl of soup. We know the outcome of that story. So today, another question for you guys is, would you go to eat at the table of man for a bowl of soup? Considering that what God has got planned for every single one of us, kings and priests, rules and reign, he's going to, he said, this is what you're going to be doing. I've got all these good things. I've got a manor house for you. I've got all this no crying, no tears. I've got 
wonderful things for you. Great and wonderful things for you. So much so that you can't even imagine what's ahead for you. Or you can eat at the man's table where he turns around and says, oh, I'll, I'll give you $10. Here's a bowl of soup. So choose. Choose. So he thought about it very naturally and went, well, you know what? This is not worth anything. I'm going to go and have a bowl of soup. I suppose he started thinking, and, and, and in our own minds, we have to stop and, and, and take note of what's happening around us. I mean, Second Peter, it says, uh, uh, as it was, uh, where's the promise of his coming? Where's the promise of his coming? Since our fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were. Everything's the same. Nothing's changed. Where's his coming? It's not going to happen. I'm going to feast at the table of man. I'm going to sit over there and I'm going to move my chair over here and I'm going to eat of the fairy floss diet. I'm not going to be bothered with that and I'm going to turn my back on the table of God. No, 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 no. Christ is coming back. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. God is coming back. Christ is returning. Stay seated at the feasting table that God has prepared for us. Again, I'm not saying quit your jobs. I'm not saying um, stop your education. I'm not saying stop doing all the things like that. Just put things into... Forgotten the word. I hate that. Perspective. Thank you, brother. Put things into perspective. Just put things into perspective. The greatest job in the world is not going to save your mortal soul. The worst job in the world is not going to save your mortal soul. It's not. It's feasting at the table of God. So that was Esau. So who do you think the next one is? Anybody got a guess? No? Daniel. Daniel 1, 12, 17. 12 through to 17. Again, read it. Read about Daniel. Taken into prison. Told, basically, that's it. This is your life now. You're going to be basically a servant or a slave for the rest of your life. And here, eat. Eat what I'm going to give you. There you go. You're going to have to eat this. All these dainties. Now, don't get me wrong, I like cream cake, I like pastries, pavlova. I mean, I like them, not a problem, okay? But Daniel made a stand and go, no, I am not going to do it your way. I'm going to look and do it God's way, what God wants me to do. It says, prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and uh, let them give us pulse to eat. And water to drink. And let our countenance be looked upon before thee. The countenance of the children that eat the portion of the king's meat. And thou saidest that thou seest. And deal with thy servants. So we considered to them this matter. Consented to them in this matter. And proved them ten days. At the end of ten days their countenance appeared fairer and fatter in flesh. Than all the children which did eat 
the portion of the king's meat. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It does not say, seek ye first all these things to be added unto you, and then look towards God and something might happen. Funny that we always seem, as mankind, to put things a little bit backwards. But you can't be a little bit backwards, can you really? I mean, it's either backwards or forwards, it's one or the other. We always tend to put the cart in front of the horse. I don't know why. So they did it what God, they did what God wanted them to do. They looked at it the way God wanted them to look at it. And they were blessed. You have prepared for me a table. And that's where we started, wasn't it? You've prepared the table, God. I'm going to do it God's way. And it's in the presence of my enemies, those that would mock. Those that would jeer, ah, oh, so you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't go here, you don't go there. <laughs> Aren't you missing out? No, I'm going to eat of the pulse because I know that I'm going to end up in a better place. You then anointed my head and my cup runs over. Because of what you've done, God, because how you've supplied God, and how because I've looked to you, God, because you are the author and the finisher of my faith, not mankind. So they were blessed. So you choose today, like we do every day, are you going to be an Esau or are you going to be a Daniel? Are you going to sell it for a little bit of glory or are you going to deny the glory to get abundantly above? Are you going to eat of the natural food that man would like to serve up to you or are you going to eat of the spiritual food which God wants us to partake of? Just one scripture to finish on. Joshua 24. Verse 15. Uh, Baal, priests have just been done whatever and please read before. And he simply said, And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day who you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites, you choose today which way you, where you want to feast. You want to feast at the table of man over there. You choose. But this should be us. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. So pull up a chair, put on the napkin, get your knives and forks in your hand and tuck into the feast that God has prepared for you. Amen? Amen. Right, we're going to-